0: Welcome back, mighty Vandals, to Tubbs of the Club, brought to you by Snake River Stampede Whiskey, but we'll tell you a little bit more about that later in the show. We are the Idaho Vandals affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I am Dallas Hammer, coming to you instantly five and a half hours after the biggest win I've ever seen in the goddamn Kibbe Dome. Let's kick it to producer Martin first. Martin, how fucking electric was that, man?
1: It was, it was great. It was biggest game biggest one i've seen in person for vandal football it was it felt good to get a win a damn like a top a top two win and yeah
0: brian i know you had some fun seats for the in the dome tell me all about it okay
2: dudes so i this was a de facto family reunion for me had a bunch of relatives from montana uh, and you know surrounding area but uh, I sat in the in one of the Montana State sections. You guys can hear my voice, uh, which I thrashed, screaming as loud as I could, and it it was so goddamn fun sitting there because one, hey, this to me was this is the instant classic, easiest, most fun Vandal game in Moscow I have ever been to. The stakes are also uh, like it's hard to not get ahead of yourself, man. I'd hose in the driver's seat for the auto bid from the Big Sky now, uh, with with this win over Montana State, but. No, dude. So it sat by a bunch of Bobcat fans who, like, they're mostly fine. Like, they they still many of them, they just can't stop talking about the Grizz. But that's who they are. That's in their DNA. But like the ones around around me, like, hey, they were friendly. They were um the the people who sat next to me. By the way, Andy met my family. Thanks, Andy. Uh, Super hospit super hospitable at Fishgate as always. But the the people I sat around in the Montana State section, they had this like weird like friendly condescension condescension towards us. Because, you know, like Idaho is like, oh, hey, cute. They're into Idaho. And then we won. It was so goddamn nice, man. Um, Yeah, Dome was rocking. It was, there was wire to wire intensity. And now Idaho in the driver's seat to win the big sky, in the driver's seat to have a first round bye in the playoffs in year two, man. just, uh, Just unbelievable atmosphere, unbelievable day.
0: Yeah, guys, we're talking about year two of the Jason Eck era. Obviously, we know the nine years of Paul Petrino and how that ended. We are only in year two of the Eck era. That felt like two thousand nine Colorado State in the dome, where it was just electric, entire place just packed and going nuts the whole time. Even different than last week because, or excuse me, two weeks ago because obviously Montana came in and kind of punched Idaho right in the nose. Did not happen today. So let's get into it, guys. Obviously, the number two team in the country, Montana State, coming down to the Kibbe Dome. Idaho jumps out to a, a lead at the end of the first quarter. Ricardo Chavez hitting a 53-yard field goal, one of the best field goals I've seen a Vandal hit. Uh, Terez Trainer ended up getting a touchdown midway through the second, pushed it to 10-0. That's what the, it was at halftime. Montana State punched back in the third quarter. Two quick touchdowns ended up getting them up a 14-10 lead going into the fourth. Then Anthony Woods, as I like to affectionately call him, Tony Trees, Absolutely ran all over in the fourth quarter. And then Idaho somehow hung on to win. One of the best throws I've ever seen from Giovanni McCoy. Hit Hayden Hatton in the hands in a window that honestly, a half second later, that's a pick six. Somehow got it in there. Perfect timing. Perfect placement. Idaho jumps up to 24-21 with two and a half minutes to go. And then Montana State takes a sack as they've driven down the field, get down into field goal range. They take a sack, kick a 40-yarder that honestly... That poor kicker. That kid's gonna get kicked off that team. That's that was a rough, rough showing from him. Uh, Brent Vegan even said in the comments uh, after the game, six, uh, six to twelve. We're gonna have to reevaluate the kicker situation. Uh, something that was kind of alluded to before was, hey, this, it comes down to special teams. Idaho's absolutely got the advantage. That's kind of what happened today, guys. Martin, your quick thoughts on Idaho versus Montana State? The actual game, not just the atmosphere, but tell us about the game.
1: It, to me, like, and I'm just gonna be quick here. It never really felt like it was in doubt. It, I never had doubt that like Montana State was gonna do like some mad voodoo magic and like blow us out the second half. And I always kind of felt like Idaho was always gonna be in it throughout the entire game.
2: Yeah. So look, I I gotta say, Dallas. So we run through the summary without going detail on purpose, but like one of the things that was wild in this first half is idaho look idaho takes first kick immediately gets sacked the first two plays back-to-back sacks uh and i gotta tell you i was i had ptsd of idaho no showing but then now this is where this is where the just game turned on its head this is where it's the intersection of the players kicking ass execution wise and the coaching staff uh defensive and offensive just apex game from both ends idaho held montana state to three and outs their first three drives Montana state did not run their 10th play of the first half until there were two minutes and 28 seconds left in that game. The what Idaho did defensively completely shut down what Montana state wanted to do. And because Idaho pit, milked just absolutely abused Montana state in the first half, milking the clock and building a lead Montana state suddenly felt like they had, they had to pass more. So like Montana state ran, they dropped back to pass 26 times and they rushed 21 times. That's not what Montana state does, but that's because that happened because of how unbelievable Idaho was defensively in the first half. Just, I have never seen a better Vandal defensive effort than what we saw against Montana state, especially in that first half, all the tackling issues we'd referenced multiple times on this show in previous weeks, like Eastern Washington. No, completely off the table. X-Ray Alexander uh, and uh, Jackson Eck in particular, man, boy, did those guys absolutely show up. But the, the, Whenever we get the defensive player of the game, I don't know who in God's name to pick because especially that first half, dude, that was an unbelievable uh, showing from the de- on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then I, I guess I'll just stop talking about the first half after here and let you jump in, Dallas. Um, Idaho offensively, like, hey, I talked about with Montana parlay, like, hey, what does Idaho do? They go tempo where Montana State had struggled against Sac State or do they milk it? No, Jason Eck knew what the hell he was doing. He went tempo for one play. And it absolutely caught Montana State off guard. but other than that, no, he did exactly what he needed to do. The Montana state fans around me were unbelievably pissed that they're just sitting there then living through the TV timeouts as their team keeps punting and can't do anything and then again, they don't even run their tenth play till two minutes and twenty eight seconds left in the first half. Just it could not have that could that part could not have gotten gone better
0: Friday. Yeah, I don't mean to pour cold water on on all of the celebrations here, guys because again, this is one of the biggest wins I've ever seen the Vandals pull off. I feel like Montana state is probably looking at this game very similar to the way we look at the Montana game two weeks ago. Uh, hey, if we come out a little bit better out of the start, it's probably a different story. Montana state probably thinks the same thing. I don't know if I've ever seen Brian Montana state attempted 24 passes and ran 23 times. I don't know if I've ever seen that going in doing the research. I obviously wasn't able to make it to the, the, the preview show, but doing the research Montana state runs the ball almost 67% of the time. Like, they are a very run-heavy team, and for some reason, they kept coming out there on first and second down, throwing the ball. Sean Chambers only got three carries, which obviously is probably not the way they want to try to win football games. But like you said, X-Ray looked great. I know Eck only had one tackle, but Idaho defensively, just night and day difference from what it was against Montana, where it felt like anything Montana wanted to do, they could, and it just – it was just demoralizing yes there were a couple third down conversions especially in the third quarter where they unleashed that giant like 50 some yard pass and it, it, it that was kind of the the death by 1000 cuts ended it with one giant slash across the face and then the third quarter was a struggle but other than that guys i i thought idaho tackled so much better trey thomas looked really good on the outside tommy mccormick i thought was mm-hmm. excellent idaho defensively looks like hey that yeah, Montana State threw the ball a lot more than you'd expect, which probably helped. But Idaho defensively looks like they can hang with anybody in the top five. Yeah, I guess um, other thing I want to hit on,
2: this has blown up our typical structure of what went well, what did not. Because um, the, the second half was also completely, uh, that was different. That was a hey, Montana State struck back, which you knew, look, they're good. You knew they were going to. Um, but after Idaho then trails at the end of the third quarter, it's fourteen ten. that fourth quarter back and forth battle between these two teams. That was, that was probably the most electric Vandal quarter that, that I'm going, that I've ever seen. Um, and it's, you know, let's, let's now shift back, shift to what went well, talk about something offensively, um. Giovanni McCoy and Hayden Hatton together. Well, I mean, Hayden Hatton wasn't the only receiver who looked great. I mean, Jermaine Jackson, five catches, 58 yards, two. Trez Trainer had some huge catches, five catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Hatton punctuated, you know, he had the game-winning touchdown, 63 yards receiving a touchdown. But Giovanni McCoy, 22-29, 229 yards, two touchdowns, also rushed it uh, 10 times, well, net gain, net gain of nine yards total, but had a long run of 14 um McCoy was fantastic this was not a first team all big sky level performance out of out of Giovanni McCoy uh this is uh this is the the level of play that we've I guess sometimes we we cut we get we just expect it's going to be there but no turnovers either uh McCoy yeah McCoy just absolutely electric especially in the fourth uh, in that fourth quarter to me that was um that was kind of to me where where some of Giovanni's best plays came but man um it's it's hard for me to even talk about like one thing without trying to talk about all the entire game Dallas because you know again like wild difference between the first and second half but the way Idaho came together uh in that fourth quarter and, and defensively they couldn't continue doing what they did in the first half because because Montana State in the second half certainly drove uh essentially as as much as they wanted but uh the way mccoy punctuated that game man i don't know uh, yeah, i know instant classic for me
0: it honestly it, instant classic is the the right the right thing to say t cash in the comment section espn plus instant classic absolutely this is a game that i i will go back and re-watch and probably uh hopefully nobody from espn is listening probably screen record this on uh, pc and save this away forever uh Guys, I know Giovanni's stats have not been quite what they were last year. Uh, you know, 22 for 29 is obviously an insane 75% completion percentage. Two 29 yards, two touchdowns. It's not the throwing up 350 and five touchdowns like we were seeing at times last year. But I don't think there's a better quarterback in the FCS right now. No. Giovanni McCoy looked excellent tonight. Uh, we're at the point of, if I had to critique his game, it's that it seems like he's now at the point he's reading the field so well that he's waiting for the absolute perfect ball and perfect timing to throw the ball and at at times like like, it got to a point of like Vonnie throw it dude come on like let's let's get the ball moving let's do this but again seven incompletions the guy's in complete control honestly going to go down as one of the greatest Vandal quarterbacks of all time I I'm blown away every time he has the ball in his hands like it honestly gets frustrating when you see the there was a, a a failed double pass that was uh Vonnie hit Hatton Hatton went back to Vonnie and it ended up uh defender got a hand on it, ended up being a 23 yard loss. That's what set up that initial field goal from Chavez. Honestly, I look at things like that and I'm like, just like, can we just leave the ball in Vonnie's hands? I know that the trickeration is X thing. And I, I personally love trickeration in like in games like this. That's typically when I love it. Where the point a point. I don't want the ball in anybody else's hands, but Vonnie, unless he's handing it to Anthony Woods who had an, awesome game today only 64 yards on the ground but a guy was obviously very banged up my goodness it felt like when a run needed to be broken and something needed to happen woods was the guy that was going to get it done I know again the stats are not the the world beating offensive numbers that maybe we we had hoped to see coming into year two but it feels like this offense is more efficient and more fluid than it was before couldn't be happier with how idaho handled the again the number two team in the country today yeah, and I want to hit the stats that the
2: or maybe contextualize the stats stats for Anthony Woods. Montana State came into this team as the number one rushing defense in the big sky. Montana State heading into this game was giving up with like 16 points per game, somewhere between 16 and 18 points per game big sky play. Uh, they're a very, very good defense. So Idaho got what they needed to out of Anthony Woods. He did what he always does. He made guy to get the yards he picked up. He made people miss. Uh, Anthony Woods didn't have any like you know thirty yard he didn't break it, like thirty yard rushes or something like that. But Anthony Woods play, he played some pivotal. He had some pivotal plays this game. He had some p- pivotal times where he he made a guy miss and Idaho got a first down. So like you're right, uh, wasn't you know hundred plus yards or something like that. But it was a very hard earned. Uh, 63 yards they mattered and like we look we can acknowledge montana state's a very good football team Uh, the fact that they can do what they do not even blitzing that much they mostly just rush their four then they have seven back in coverage yeah that's part of what they do teams don't break very many big plays against montana state you got to win the way you got to pick up what you can montana state's going to be one of the final four teams probably left once we get into the playoffs So this was, uh, you know, I mean, Idaho, Idaho did what they had to to pick up this win. There's a lot of guys who had fantastic games uh, to make this happen. So to, to me, that's part of why I say instant classic is we, I think we saw from a handful of dudes, they're the best, a lot of Vandals today, I think had their best games as
0: Vandals. And that's what Idaho needed to pick up this win. Martin, you've been on the shelf a little while. Any, any thoughts before we jump into one of our favorite sponsors?
1: Uh, I got nothing.
0: Okay. Well, I, I know, dude, this
2: is a Snake River Stampede small batch 1915 night for sure. But look, Snake River Stampede, show sponsor, one of the best buys in Idaho State liquor stores. If you haven't given them a shot yet, I don't know what in God's name is wrong with you. Uh, but the – so the standard Snake River Stampede double barrel finish, first fill bourbon, then finished in Oloroso sherry casks, the 1915 I'll be pouring to celebrate tonight that double barrel finish is first Bill bourbon then ex canadian rye whiskey casks can't go wrong with either they're again to the best buys in idaho state liquor store give me a shot right now
0: snake river stampede guys this is a very weird question to ask but what didn't go well today for idaho
1: i i don't know i'm going to let you two talk about it more
2: Oh, look Montana state. It's weird to think of this as going wrong for Idaho in the second half, but offensively Montana state did what they wanted to in the second half, uh, which the reason I say that's hard to, it's hard for me to say that's what went wrong for Idaho. Cause this is what Montana state does. They're the best running rushing team in the nation. They're one of the best offenses in the nation. They abuse teams on, on the ground and they, they can pass fine. And in the second half, um, Idaho wasn't Idaho wasn't able to stop Montana State like they did in the first. Like, And, uh, hey, separate thing for me, I'm really happy that uh, Idaho won that game in regulation because I, I don't think Idaho was going to pull out an OT win just because Montana State was advancing as they needed to every single drive until that last one. So, I mean, hey, maybe credit to Vandals there. They did pick up the stop when they need to at the end. But um, Montana State began to establish themselves differently in the second half. Uh, in particular running back the running backs not the not the running quarterbacks but it was guys like Julius Davis 11 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown he was much more much more the second half and then tight end for montana State uh Trayton Pickering four catches for 87 yards including a 45 yard catch um look essentially all the if you look at the team stats for montana state essentially all but like 50 total yards of the damage was in the second half. But there were stretches in that second half where, um, look, they looked like the Montana State looked like the number two t- team in the nation. Idaho did not look like the number two team in the nation. Um, the fact that Idaho picked up the – was able to overcome that. It was you know, Obviously, that's the story of today. But um, look, Idaho wasn't invincible defensively for a lot of the second half.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big one for me defensively in the second half, especially in that third quarter. I, f- I feel like uh, that's probably the quarter Idaho wants to have back. Uh, again, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show where Montana State is probably looking at this game very similar to the way that we're looking at the Idaho game, or the Montana game from two weeks ago. Their best player had three carries for seven yards. That is probably not what they want to go into a game doing yes you can argue that sean chambers isn't the best player on their team but i think that that's the guy that that makes the offense work again you get to third and five and you just give it to chambers and tell him to go up the middle and he's probably going to get the first down or he's going to get close enough that you do the same thing on fourth down and it's a first down he is i think their best running back and it's not a great sign when he had three carries for seven yards and you still got gashed pretty good in the second half uh different a couple different people mentioning in the comment section the missed tackles were pretty tough uh duffer Savern specifically saying julius davis looked like barry sanders in the second half he was running all over the vandals that is definitely something to keep an eye on definitely do not want to see montana state in the playoffs again uh but honestly again we're talking about hey the run defense in the second half was a bit of a problem if against that's the, the best rushing team in the nation against yeah the best the best team Idaho is going to play in the regular season, hands down. Like you said, Brian, the best rushing team in the nation. One of the few teams that has the offensive line to hang with a team like South Dakota State, and Idaho beat them. Like, we're, we're really nitpicking here. Again, same with saying, yeah, Vonnie holds the ball a little bit too long every once in a while. These are nitpicking things. Best quarterback in the FCS. One of the best teams in the FCS. Idaho should very much be in the top five uh, next week honestly you should probably be higher than that but who knows what's going to happen with yes idaho lost to montana and for whatever reason montana is always considered so much higher than the polls than they really probably should be again that nau loss does not look great uh but we'll, we'll get into that guys i i i really i'm i'm dumbfounded here uh I'm still running off of the adrenaline almost six hours later. That was the best game I've ever seen in the Kibbe Dome. If you if you are just now getting into Tubbs at the Club and just now getting back to Vandal Football, look, guys, the FBS-FCS thing is is over and in the past. It's time to accept where Idaho is, and right now, Idaho's one of the best damn teams in the FCS. We are looking at this schedule. Idaho has everything lined up to get a bye and get that home game in the, the second week of the playoffs. Like We are everything that we might have wanted from Idaho dropping down from FBS to FCS. It is happening. Year two of the Eck era, and this team is a wagon. Well, Hey, I I think something we have to hit, because it, ha- it came
2: out after the show we recorded with Montana Parlay on Wednesday. The NCAA or FCS, whatever governing body, I don't give a shit, they released their official top 10 in FCS. Idaho's number seven uh montana's number six Sac state number eight and then montana state number two that'd be four big sky teams with a buy well idaho at and again this is not like my power rankings which are kick-ass show coming tomorrow that's this, this is the ncaa's official rankings so idaho picks up a win at the hosting the number two team no that yeah that that means idaho who already was in line to get a buy no driver's seat for a buy man uh next three games are as you hit on uh by week at Northern call with Northern Colorado next week, then a reeling Weber state team, then a fun, but uh not what maybe some people think they are Idaho state team to close out the year. No, dude, this is the, this game was a, this game was so goddamn huge as far as a regular season win for Idaho. The, the fact establishing what this team can be, Getting look, Eck has made a big deal about the playoffs because hey, he should, but just you know, in terms of getting Idaho fans bought into the FCS thing, Eck has been doing everything he can. And then Idaho and back to back sellouts for the first time in what 25, 30 years. I don't know, I, I someone can stat check, it, can look that up for us. I don't know in the last time Idaho had back to back home sellouts, but I mean, to me, this is this was like an ascension for Idaho that we kind of wish would have happened two weeks ago with Montana. But I think the fact of losing to Montana is part of where this team was able to show up dialed in in a way. I don't think we've seen this. I mean, that's look. Hey, let's something else we haven't talked about. Dallas and look, next time with FCS games, Idaho, the typical rhythm of an Idaho FCS game has been more likely. Like, hey, Idaho looks fine first half, whatever, and then beats shit out of teams the second half. Now, Idaho was dialed in from the. Fr- on Well, okay, I'll give them that first drive. They gave a back-to-back sacks. So that did not look dialed in. But after that first offensive drive and counting the first defensive drive, Idaho was dialed in in a way I, I just feel like I've never seen Idaho. It felt like the Vandals wanted to not only, like, hey, atone for the sins of two weeks ago, but also show, like, no, like, we don't give a shit. This is number two team. We're good. Like, the, the time for Idaho is now. And I – the team did everything they could. The coaching staff, we haven't even talked about special teams. Idaho finally blocked a punt or not punt, a field goal. Huge, huge field goal to have blocked. Oh, the dude's probably going to miss based off what we've seen. But anyway, Idaho holds blocks a Montana kick and then forces another missed Montana kick. So another thing that goes well, special teams. Thanks coach Ford. It, it's hard to even talk about this game without just diving back into things going fantastic for the Vandals. And the fact that, culturally where Idaho is now the fan base is all bought in Idaho's where they should be and they're kicking ass in front of a sellout crowd getting themselves ready for the playoffs maybe we Dallas maybe I need to just give you back the wheel so we can give a little more structure to this show it's hard to not talk about this game and just be all over the place because I, I feel that's where vandals are right now
0: well Brian you mentioned kicking ass you know what else kicks ass great all-inclusive week-long vacations Right here in your backyard with Hughes River Expeditions. They've been Vandal owned and operated since 1976. And Colin is ready to take you on the vacation of a lifetime. Enjoy a multi-day trip down the Middle Fork of the Salmon. The main Salmon River of no return. The Salmon River Canyons or the Selway. You can even check out special trips like one to see the Perseid Meteor Shower. Camp on pristine beaches. Run the amazing white water, hike scenic trails, spot wildlife, soak in beautiful natural hot springs, and fish the most remote stretches of river in the entire USA. Just bring your clothes, let HRE handle the rest. Grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bull all throughout the Gem State. Call them now at 800-262-1882 or check them out at HughesRiver.com. Guys. I don't really have any final thoughts on on Montana State. Brian, like you said, it's it's kind of just like it's all over the place. Like this is again, this is the biggest win Idaho's had in 15 years. I mean, uh, yes, there's the there's bowl games in here, but regular season, we're talking 2009. It's been almost 15 years since since there's been a game that was a, a large sellout that Idaho won and it meant something. And even then, you know, it just meant like hey, one one win closer to bowl season. This this means Idaho can win the conference. I don't want to turn this into a, a look-ahead show, but now you've got the tiebreaker against Montana State. You have to hope Montana loses to Montana State. If you take care of business the next three weeks, like you said, Brian, the bye yep. week bad Weber, not great ISU. Idaho wins the conference in year two of well, Jason Eck. Yeah, well,
2: though, just to like nitpick that. They're go- They're in the driver's seat. too. It doesn't matter what happens with Montana, Montana State, Idaho is in the driver's seat for a share of the conference title. It's the the auto bid, is what is in theory up. But the, you, to hit your point, no, yeah, year two, Idaho is in the Idaho controls their destiny to have a share of the Big Sky Conference championship.
0: I think it's time to start talking about renaming this to the Jason Eck Field at the P One FCU Kibby Dome and building that man a statue because guys we this is this is something that we haven't talked about yet. Idaho has clinched back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in god knows how long. I, can anybody in the anybody in the stats department get me that information? Yeah, I can keep talking. Cuz that's that's the big one. Like I, again, I'm not trying to revisit the FBS FCS thing here but Again, I was on Team FCS because I wanted Idaho to go back to something more regional. I thought Idaho had a better chance of building something actually sustainable rather than Let's ninety-eight, get a ninety-nine. Home. Bingo, ninety-eight, ninety-nine was the last time Idaho had two back-to-back winning seasons. Jason Eck just did it in year one and year two. When we've been talking for again about two years, hey, look, the lines aren't uh, what what Eck is going to want. You see the program that he helped build, and they are far and away the best team in the FCS. In year five of Jason Eck, what the hell is this team going to look like? Are 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 wins like this? Number two Montana State coming in and honestly getting pushed around a little bit—that's going to be normal. This is this is honestly mind blowing. As long as Jason Eck stays here, there is a chance that Idaho becomes a legitimate dynasty. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but we're in year two and we're talking about Idaho's offensive line is the weak link, and somehow they just I mean, they held up against the best defensive line in the Big Sky like it was nothing. I guess no, there was some help. Uh, Patty calling it out in the comments. Jake Cox played excellent today. Was really blocking alongside Vleem for a lot of that there. But again, those are the kinds of things you have to do when you don't have five offensive linemen that are, again, leading you to a national championship. Not to say that these guys can't do that, but these aren't ex-guys. Like, they're they're young guys that are ex-guys or they're the inherits from Petrino. Like, this is not the line he wants to build. So... He would not say he's done building. No, goodness, no. Look, Brian, I, I got nothing. Martin, I got nothing. Like, I'm I'm, I'm honestly bouncing off the walls here. Like, Idaho just took down the number two team in the country and honestly didn't look like they didn't belong, didn't look like it was a fluke. It looked like this is expected business from Idaho. But hey, yeah, hit a speed bump last week. Let's go out, coach, again, a guy who's gone to the – national finals and national semifinals and back-to-back years
2: yeah i guess that's that's the thing that i'm taking away from this is and i can't separate these two the players showed up they were ready and in, in, especially on the defensive side in that first half in a way that i have as a vandal never seen but the other thing man like coaching wise like the Un- just unbelievable to think about how how effective what Eckenschleisner wanted to do worked in the first half. Unbelievable how well what Idaho wanted to do defensively worked in the second half as well. And then, you know, the the second half, sorry, that was defensively in the first half. The second half became a dogfight because you're no one in the nation is going to blow out Montana State. It is not possible. The number one team in the nation, South Dakota State, beat Montana State by four at home, and they should have lost. Like this is Montana state is just a very good football team on both sides of the ball at the FCS level. It is not possible to blow them out. Idaho still weathered that storm and responded and they responded countless times today. Uh, So no dude, a, just an apex regular season win. It feels hard to overstate how much this win's going to matter for Idaho as a program, uh, and I want to say, hey, you talked about the long reaching thing, Dallas. So I don't want to touch that. You hit it correctly for this year. I feel like this is a paradigm altering win. I, th- I mean, I think it, yeah, you tell me if I'm wrong, Dallas. And I think when the way we talk about the Vandals based off the patrons, we see all the time. Patreon.com backslash tubs the Club. Join the hashtag only Discord. The people we see at the games. Um, I feel like we're, our understanding of the team is usually not that far off of what a lot of fans are, which is I think everyone understood Idaho is a good team as a team that should make the playoffs might just sneak into a first round bye, but the ceiling is probably this this team actualizing its ceiling. I think most people probably understood it as a final eight team. I feel like we just learned the ceiling of this team is, Hey, I don't think a championship's off the table. Like I wouldn't bet on it, but I would at this point, not after a win like this, Depending on who your matchup is and where it takes place in the playoffs, there's officially no world where I'd say, I can tell you for a fact what I think Idaho's ceiling is. That's how big a win this was to me. Uh, Especially like wiping away the stain of part of that Montana game, which that game felt like a different kind of paradigm altering uh, experience. Rebounding on the bye week and doing this against the best team on Idaho's schedule, on Idaho's FCS schedule. And by the way, maybe I didn't misspeak. Like, Montana State's not that far off of Cal. I'm not saying they're the same thing, but they're not that far off. And Idaho picks up the win. No, it's just hard to overstate how impressed I was with the players, both sides of the ball, and how goddamn happy I am that we have the staff we have.
0: Yeah, Brian, honestly, in the comment section Nate Meek saying this coaching crew is one that people look back on and say wow. I fully agree with that. 10 years from now, it's going to look like an embarrassment of riches on this this staff. Hopefully they can stay together as long as they can, but again, there are there are guys like I don't think Rob March is going to be here much longer. Uh, what an incredible defensive performance to hold Montana State to what they did. Guys, we we're, we're we're getting pretty late in the night, so I want to move this forward. I think I know everybody's answer for this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Martin, tell me your offensive MVP tonight.
1: Uh, This little known guy, Giovanni uh, McCoy.
0: I, I don't think I'm familiar with him, but looking at the box score, I would probably agree. That looks pretty right. Brian, offensive MVP.
2: I look, I think you have to go with Giovanni McCoy uh, with how efficient he was with again, like he does what he always does. Like I'm sitting in the Montana state section and their fans are just pissed as he spins away from dudes, get their hands on him. They just can't bring him down. Most of the time uh, does what he does. What we it's weird that we both get stoked about seeing this, but are also used to seeing this like week in week out. This is just an anyway, incredible play from Giovanni McCoy. Uh, we've already hit had and I do want to bring up one thing. Hey, Steve Lindsay in the comment section, Trez Traynor did have uh some huge catches this game. He had the touchdown. He also had an incredible tight, uh tight, I think it was fourth down conversion catch. Um in early in was that first quarter Dallas? Where he caught you know, what I mean. if you're watching the game, you're you know what I'm talking about. It was just, he, he got both feet in, but he was, he was kind of losing balance. Look, wasn't 100% sure when he came down if he if it was going to be able to catch just based off whether he'd actually, like, had possession for his, his feet touch. Huge game from Terez Trainer too. But, yeah, Giovanni McCoy, offensive MVP.
0: Yeah, I mean, shout-out to Tony Trees and – the Nick Romano Renaissance. Uh, both of them, I thought, looked very good today. Or running against again, probably the best defense you're going to see in the Big Sky. But you can't go with anybody other than Giovanni McCoy. The guy's firing on all cylinders right now. Yes, again, like I've said, the the stats are not the near 400 yards and all these touchdowns. And you don't see Jackson and Hatton both putting up video game numbers. But McCoy's in control, and that's that's what matters. That's you know what I complained about last year is I thought it looked a lot like. It's Hatton, Jackson, run it. That is not the case anymore. It is, let's scan the whole field. Let's find the right guy. Make the right decision. McCoy looks excellent. Can't give it to anybody else. Very quickly, guys, defensive MVPs. Martin.
1: Uh, I'm going to make it quick. I, I'm i going to go Dallas, Dallas off the of lava. I, he, had, he was disrupting that Montana State offensive line. Have the pretty odd I'm going to say, key sack in the fourth quarter to kind of make them have to kind of concede to kick the field goal. And that 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 was my MVP, defensive MVP.
2: It's really hard for me to pick a defensive MVP um, just because for a lot, especially that first half, a lot of lights out performances. But um, I guess the guy who stood out to me the most in like the wow factor kind of way is X-Ray Alexander, four solo tackles. Uh, and again, th- that was part of the thing that stood out. I know defensively, man, especially that first half, just tackling at a level that you just knew they had to have their best game. And they came with it. And X Re Alexander to me stood out as a guy who laid out some pretty, pretty hard hits and uh, important hits.
0: Yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of those. I got to go with Martin saying Dallas off lava here. Though, again, the one sack Idaho got all game ended up being realistically the difference in what made this game winnable. I, I mean, I, I I try not to pick on kids too much, but Brendan Hall, the MSU kicker, looked absolutely atrocious tonight. But without that sack on the final drive of the game, maybe he's able to hit that kick because it's not a forty-yarder. That was, to me, the play of the game. Getting that sack in that moment is what made that kick just difficult enough to shank the shit out of it. Yeah, also wanted.
2: Hey, this is in the comment section because uh, there, look, there's handful of other dudes we get talked about. Jakari Larman, game changer, says Nate Mink, and hey, Patty first. Jakari had the blocked field goal, so yeah, huge play from Jakari. Uh Tommy McCormick, another Tommy McCormick, another person, Patty Firks referencing the comment section. We talked about how Montana State passed a bunch. Well, hey, McCormick had five solo tack, five solo tackles, three assists for eight total. Also had had an assisted tackle for loss, had a pass breakup and a QB hurry. The pass breakup that was so damn close to a pick. But yeah, Tommy McCormick, great game uh, as well.
0: With that, we have one final shout out. To walk on apparel, I am wearing the Dome Sweet Dome tee. It is my favorite tee. Obviously, somebody caught me on the broadcast. I don't know what I'm looking at. Actually, I know exactly what I'm looking at. This is the exact moment that I was clapping and then immediately raised my fingers in the air and flipped off all of the Montana State fans. That's exactly what I was doing in that time. But when my hands move away, you can see that Dome Sweet Dome. It is, man, it is a sweet shirt. Because Tubbs followers have been purchasing so much from Walk On Apparel we now have a discount code to give out it's tubs just t-u-b-s you get 15% off your order again this is all officially licensed so money does go back to the school so help support the school support the student athletes and wear some kick-ass swag use the discount code tubs again 15% off last but not least patreon.com backslash tubs at the club to join the only tubs discord two road games coming up that's when things get electric the Discord, honestly, it's almost too much to keep up with sometimes because there are so many people messaging in. It's a great place to hang out and, and chat with people while again the the team is not around. Yes, I know there's a caravan going down to Weber State. There's not a whole lot of people, I think, going to Greeley, Colorado this time of year, especially because that team is terrible. If you're looking for a place to hang out next weekend and talk Vandal football because you're excited that Idaho just beat the number two team in the country, patreon.com backslash tubs of the club. With that, guys. We'll be live next week. Brian's got the Big Sky. uh, Oh boy, words are hard. The Big Sky Podcast Network power rankings coming tomorrow, hopefully. And then we are going to be previewing the Northern Colorado game, which again, guys, bye week. With that, Vs Up and Go Vandals. Go Vandals. Go
1: Vandals. Vandals.